Uh, welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. We like to talk about movie sports and whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. And I'm the Fat Man. We're coming at you live today talking about sports ball. Sports ball. Sports ball. We promise we'll get back to finishing Red Dawn, but it's been a little bit and the sports world moves pretty fast right now. Which is why we're doing this live, although nobody's watching us, but you can get this <laughs> live if you want. We'll post it and everything. All right, so sports ball. Where do we want to start? Let's do like the sports sandwich here. Something good, bad, good. Okay. So let's start with the NFL, and then we'll go to college, and then we'll finish up with World Cup. Okay. Browns or Cowboys? Might as well just go with the Browns. What was the last time we talked about the Browns? We talked the Saturday before the Week 9 A&M game. Right. It's four weekends. Four weekends worth of games. In week nine, we had the bye week, so we did nothing that week. And I believe the Cowboys had nothing that week, too. I want to say that's true. We did have a bye week somewhere in there. And then we played Miami. (laughs) Miami. They lost horribly because this is like the Browns MO this year is like the first time we get the ball, we like run it right down the field and get a touchdown. We're like, yeah, maybe we're not that bad. And then they just come out and start pounding us in the rear. And it it was just, (laughs) that's all I got to say. This is awful. Yeah, no, getting beat by Miami. This is Tua, right? Tua Tagalova. Yeah. Well, apparently it's not terrible this year. No. So there's lots of teams out there this year in the NFL that are normally awful that are not awful this year. Top of that list is the Jets, the New York Jets, the fucking New York Jets, <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was seeing something on Reddit earlier today that involved the Jets. Like, it was this former football player. He was like a nobody football player, right? Mm-hmm. And he came in, he did nothing, and he left. And then some guy was talking about how much he hated the Jets, or he hated some quarterback on the Jets, and that he was a less embarrassing version of said quarterback. <laughs> And the guy comes back on Twitter and goes, I've been out of the NFL for 10 years and three of those years were in prison. I've still had a better life than than the Jets. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that week, yeah, we got just absolutely smashed by the uh, Dolphins. The week following, we played... Buffalo. That was an interesting game because it was supposed to take place in Buffalo, but then the snowstorm happened. So like the Thursday before the Wednesday before they decided to move the game to Indianapolis into the dome. Not that it was going to matter, but it was probably honestly, it was probably more beneficial to the bills than it would have been to us. (laughs) Yeah. Because God knows we needed something to help us. But uh, that one, we didn't lose as embarrassingly that was only a 31 to 23 loss <laughs> so a touchdown and a two-point conversion away from winning that one that's bad for the bills honestly <laughs> yeah it shouldn't be that close against the browns <laughs> it's funny because there's there's a sort of progression going on here because i actually watched the last bit of the most recent game, which was against Tampa Bay in Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns against Tom Brady. I'm like, Oh, great. Let's just get this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get this pain over with. And, uh, we ended up winning. <laughs> we beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yep. in overtime. 
I, I couldn't believe it. I turned the game on because we were only down by a touchdown with five minutes left in the fourth and we tied it up. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Part of the reason was is that uh, I don't know who was the defensive coordinator for the, the Bucks, but they were not double teaming Miles Garrett. And that's just straight up disrespect. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're not going to double or triple team Miles Garrett, then you're just asking for your quarterback to get hurt. <laughs> Yep. That's when, you know, Miles Garrett is most ineffective is when they double and triple team him because he just can't do anything. <laughs> I mean, it's tough when you're getting double teamed. It really is. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, took it to Tom Brady. And for the first time in his career, 218 games, he lost in an overtime, in a regular season overtime. It was the first time in his entire career that he's ever lost in an overtime. Really? Yes. I did not know that. I didn't realize he'd never lost in overtime. Yep. That's pretty impressive. Yep. Good job, Browns. All right. Tom Brady's probable farewell season. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have to think so. And it was also the last game where backup quarterback Jacoby Brissett was going to play. He's done a good job. Uh, next week, um, Deshaun Watson finally finished out his uh suspension this past week so he'll Deshaun Watson will be uh, starting next week against Houston well it's a good layup game yeah yeah right <laughs> well aside from that it was the team that he just left so this is just like you know at this point you're wondering if the writers for WWE are writing the same script for the NFL here <laughs> yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah they're one of the few teams that are is usually terrible that are still just terrible this year <laughs> Is the, is the Houston Texans. They're just, just awful. <laughs> yeah, good news there. I guess that'll be one I, I can watch. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's been the up and down. We're four and seven. And I remember watching the last bit and they put up a graphic on the TV saying the Browns were still in the hunt for the playoffs. I'm like, oh, okay. We just got to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know the last time the Browns won six in a row, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't in the last century. <laughs> Not since the institution of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Back when it was just the national championship game. <laughs> Unless somebody seriously implodes. I mean, God knows we'll we'll beat Pittsburgh again. That'll probably be the first time if we ever sweep Pittsburgh. It'll be the first time we've swept Pittsburgh in forever. Yeah. We got Joe Burrow's number. <laughs> Just down cold. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun game to watch. Especially <laughs> since I could watch it. Because usually I can't watch the Browns or the Bengals. You know, it's funny. I, I get more Bengals games than I get Browns games down here. And I don't know why. Pat, you want to know how bad the Texans are? Uh, I'm looking at tickets available for that game at $30. Hmm, I can probably go to that game. <laughs> <laughs> Those are baseball prices right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that in Houston or is that in uh, Houston? Hmm. You watch the Browns beat up on the Texans. <laughs> now, I'll grant you, it says section 628 row P. So that's, you know, nosebleed, but still. I mean, usually you're talking more than 100 bucks for a Cowboys no nosebleed. Even nosebleed, though, that stadium's covered. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. And there is no way I would ever get those tickets to that we had seeing the Cowboys Bengals game now. Right. Now that everybody's like, oh my gosh, the Cowboys are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of the four four games we played since we last did this, Cowboys won three of them. The game against the Bears was just a lot of fun. We pretty much led that whole game. It was just fun to watch. The Bears did manage to score 29 points. 
uh, and we scored 49. So high, high scoring game, lots of fun to watch. I don't remember a whole lot of it, to be honest, because it's four weeks ago. So I remember the last three pretty well, because the one after that was against Green Bay. And to give you a feel for like this quote unquote rivalry we have, like when they, I think the four, it was the four thirty game mm-hmm. or four thirty five or whatever. So there's two games in that time slot, right? And they're both on Fox, I think. And so Fox has to split coverage depending on who's playing, right? Right. So it's Arizona and Las Vegas, and so the entire country is getting the Cowboys Green Bay game <laughs> and then the the two little pockets <laughs> around Phoenix and Vegas are getting their game but the rest of the country is watching the Cowboys in Green Bay. That was a painful game, I got to be honest because it was close. Uh final score was Packers 31, Cowboys 28. Uh, the defense did manage to get to Rodgers a couple of times and sack him but not as often as I would have liked. The Packers did what they had to do to beat the Cowboys, which is they ran the ball. So they did not depend on Aaron Rodgers' arm or his play calling. They really just ran the ball. And that is the one weakness of our defense is we will give up five yards. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they did. They ran the ball. Rodgers threw the ball before it. I want to say it went into overtime. Yeah, it went to overtime. Before overtime, Rodgers threw nine passes. In four quarters, <laughs> nine, that's almost two throws a quarter. Think about that. <laughs> like, here's the bad part. Like, I don't know how, how Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to stay. I mean, at this point, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. That's this last weekend's NFL games were just a lot of fun all around. And then in overtime, he manages to pull out some, some nice throws. Basically, we get the ball first in, in overtime, which often means you get the win. We're driving down. The Green Bay puts up a stop. We're at fourth down and seven, right? We should probably kick the field goal because Maher can hit a 60-yard field goal, 65-yard field goal. Can't hit a 67-yard field goal. We learned that this week. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, if he had been at 65, he would have made it because it dropped just short. Like, it was just oh, short of the, wow. of the poles. Yeah. Three feet. He was dead on. <laughs> <laughs> but he just missed it. Not that we needed it, but hey, more points against the Giants. But we should have kicked the field goal and then given them the ball, right? Well, we didn't. We went for it on four and seven. Ooh. And everybody, everybody is pretty sure somebody with the last name of Jones picked up the phone and called Mike McCarthy, the head coach, and said, you're going to go for it on four and seven. And Mike and Mike McCarthy's going, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. But you pay all of us, so I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> and you can see, like, after we don't get it, right, because they put up the stop, he, like, takes off his headphones and just slams them in the ground as hard as you possibly could. Well, that's when I, as a reporter, is going, were you frustrated at yourself or the team or the person who told you to make the play? Because fourth and seven is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard Yeah, <laughs> in a must-win situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was really stupid. We're all pretty sure Jones cost us that game. So, But he does that occasionally, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that something like that would would be kept a secret, though, at the same time. (laughs) 
everybody already thinks he did it. Like whether or not it's a secret doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Somebody from the Cowboys organization should get, could get on Twitter like right now and say, I was in the room when Jerry called and I heard it. We'd be like, yeah. And like, we all already know. <laughs> this is... Thanks for the confirmation, I guess. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a heartbreaker because we just couldn't can't seem to beat Rodgers. And that guy's a D bag. It's just no other way to put it. So the week after that, we go up against the Vikings. So we're playing the Vikings at home. Right. Which is already pretty intimidating because those guys in Minnesota this time of year have literally nothing else to do. Because it's snow locked everywhere. And so Mm -hmm. there's just a bunch of Vikings guys. And so that's a pretty intimidating stadium. Not only that, the Vikings were eight and one at that point. So, or no, I think it's seven and one. Yeah. They're coming into that game with one loss. We're coming in with a couple and they've won like every game coming from behind, you know, winning it in the third or fourth quarter by not much. They won most of their games pretty close. So we're going in there. We're all wondering, okay, this is going to be a pretty tough challenge. I can just look at the score and say, no, no, it wasn't. (laughs) This is going to be the biggest challenge since the Eagles. We beat them 40 to to three, four, zero to three. We wiped the floor. Kurt Cousins got sacked by everybody. That's their quarterback. Everybody. <laughs> I think Micah Parsons got a strip sack that got picked up by Anderson who run it in, who ran it in for a touchdown. Like it, it just he could not do anything. They made the mistake that Green Bay didn't, which was they tried to throw the ball. <laughs> it just doesn't work against our defense. I mean, it'll get you some yards, maybe sometimes, but eventually Parsons or Anderson or three of the one of the other three defensive ends is going to get you and or you're going to throw it and digs or is it Brown? One of the other guys is going to intercept it like that's just <laughs> that's just what's going to happen. Right. We have probably the best pass coverage in the league. So they threw a lot of uh, a lot of balls, and that did not get them a lot of yards. We broke Kurt Cousins' touchdown pass streak, which was at least all season, if not more seasons than that. We put a real, real hurt on the Vikings. Like I, they hadn't gotten beat like that in a while, not since sometime last year. So we walked out of that feeling pretty good. <laughs> Going into Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is always a curse for us. The Cowboys typically lose their Thanksgiving game, whoever it's against. Usually it's against one of our NFC East rival teams. So the Eagles or the Washington football team. But this time it was against the Giants, which are less rival than us. But uh, this year it's shaped up pretty interesting because the Eagles are leading. The Eagles are 10 and one, right? So they're leading the league, period. At the time, the Giants were seven and three, and so were we. So the Cowboys, the Giants were seven and three. Now I see the Vikings have still have continued to win after we beat them. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) And the Vikings are the top of their division. Yeah. Like, think about that. After getting battered by the Dallas Cowboys, the Minnesota Vikings are two spots ahead of the Green Bay Packers with Aaron. Rogers. Yeah. Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. We play the Giants. Uh, it's a pretty close game through most of the game. And eventually it's not. <laughs> eventually we pull away from the Giants by a couple of scores. The Giants try to make a comeback. We end up winning 28 to 20, but we're all sitting there on the edge of our seats with like 
two minutes left thinking they're going to do it. The Giants are going to freaking do it. <laughs> and they try. <laughs> they do go down and get the touchdown and kick the extra point, and they're eight points down, and they kick the onside kick, right? Because there's a minute and something left. And CeeDee Lamb gets it and falls on the ball. It was interesting. It was an onside kick, and we knew the Giants were going to onside kick it. We put a bunch of our offensive powerhouse guys out there, like CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, Pollard were all on the field. And that's because they have the hands, because oh. it's all about getting the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And, and CeeDee Lamb ends up uh, bouncing it off his chest and grabbing it on the ground, and that got us the game. So, But it was a good game. It was a, it was a tough-fought game against the Giants. Not nearly as fun as, as the Viking games. That, that was a ridiculous game, but a lot of fun. So, yeah, now we're second in our division. You know, the Eagles are going to win this, win the division. Well, I they like just implode for some reason. Yeah, I don't see that happening. And then, you know, around the league, it was interesting. The Jaguars beat the the Ravens. Oh, my God. That, that game was nuts. <laughs> of course, it was in Jacksonville, so everybody's wearing, like, shorts because, you know, it's Jacksonville. 90 degrees year-round. You know, so the stands are, like... You know, two thirds full, maybe, <laughs> maybe a half full because it's the Jags. It's barely an NFL team. <laughs> Let's put it this way the Jaguars have the exact same record as the Cleveland Browns right now. Yeah. But uh, Trevor Lawrence ends up putting something together in the last, it turns into a shootout in the last five minutes. The Jaguars score, then the, then the Ravens score in order to take the lead, and the Jaguars have to come down and score and then do a two-point conversion in order to win, and they do. Like, they just somehow put that together. After not being able to do that all game, they somehow put that together. God, who the Bengals play? They they won their game, too. They played the Titans. Yeah, they played the Titans. So it was a back-and-forth game. Yeah, it was. The Bengals ended up coming out on the win on that one. The big news from the Philly-Green Bay game was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers goes out with a thumb injury in the fourth quarter. And Jordan Love comes in to lead the uh, the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. And I got to tell you, he looked good. Really? Flat out. When did he come in? He came in in the fourth quarter. Oh, in the fourth quarter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the fourth. He couldn't get Green Bay out of the hole. And Green Bay's defense couldn't stop the Eagles. They couldn't stop, you know, Jalen Hurts. Well, I mean, it was 34 to 23 by the time Jordan Love came in. Yeah, so that was the problem. They were in a hole, and Green Bay's defense couldn't stop the Phillies' offense. As much as I hate the Phillies, I, I'm i going to give them credit. They're a good football team. <laughs> you know, you're not 10-1 and because you're a bad football team. So that's, uh, that's kind of the round robin on the NFL. In the hunt for the playoffs, because we're at, what, 11 games now. So yes. playoff picture is starting to get pretty real. You know, from the divisional winner side of the ball, it's looking like... The Eagles, definitely. The Vikings, right now, the 49ers and the Buccaneers, with the Buccaneers being by far the weakest team at five wins and six losses. Right. They're very much in the NFC, in the former NFC East kind of a <laughs> position. Well, I mean, who would have thought that the AFC would be a dogfight? Yeah, I know, right? Because that's the NFC. And over on the AFC side, it's the Dolphins, right, who are over the Bills now. Barely. They're both eight and three teams. I think it's just because the Dolphins beat the, the Bills. Yeah, I think that's it. So you got the Chiefs, 
You got the Ravens, who are over the Bengals again, 7-4. They're both 7-4 teams. It's because the Ravens beat the Bengals. Right. And then the Tennessee Titans. So you got some pretty strong teams. The Chiefs, obviously, are pretty strong. Philly, the Vikings, and then after that, the Dolphins. The rest of it's kind of a dogfight. It's so weird because it's not like you feel like there's one team that is like destined to be the winner this year. No. Again, it's almost like last year where, you know, when you come when you look at the playoff picture, you're like, I guess they're going to win. Just there's they you know, this team should win. But I mean, who knows at this point? Yeah, it's funny because on the wild card side of the ball in the NFC, it's the rest of the NFC East. Right. Like the Cowboys, the Giants and the commander and the sorry, the Washington football team. I'm not calling them that. <laughs> I'm not, not calling them the commanders. <laughs> the Washington football team. They're all in the hunt for the wild card because they're all doing better than all of the other teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am the Washington commander. <laughs> yeah. It's the NFC East, which used to be the NFC least, but it's going to be the NFC East and the other NFC uh, uh, divisional winners. And then I guess it's the Bills, the Jets, and it's looking like the Bengals right now for the AFC mm-hmm. in, in the wild in the wild card slot. I don't know how the – I mean, I guess if, if the Bills and the Jets and the Bengals, one of those three teams completely implodes and the Browns <laughs> went out, they could be in the hunt. But, I mean, the Chargers and the Patriots are still ahead of – ahead of them so i i don't know man i know i know man <laughs> it doesn't look good but it's starting to be in a real exciting season interestingly enough so just like last year last year was a real exciting season when we got down to playoff times because nobody knew like there was nobody who was like ultra big dog well like last year that was when they added the third wild card spot this year they added the extra game at the end of the season and kept the third wild card spot so yep. now more teams are in it for longer yep except for uh the Packers. Yep. So we'll see if Rodgers comes back or if he's going to be out for an extended period of time or not. Give Jordan Love some play time. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to talk about on that side of the ball. Now let's go to the bad part of football. The dumpster fire. <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of joy in here, but it's not because of the team that we love. <laughs> Wait, what? So there is a little bit of joy here, but it's not because of the team we love. <laughs> Not much, but you know it's enough. Yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll we'll start with the sad part. For a And M, that would have been week nine was against Florida. Yeah, what a disappointment that game was. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where shit that I got a sister who's a a Florida alum and oh just couldn't couldn't I like I watched part of it and then I was like nope I'm done yeah done out. <laughs> Just out. I mean, on top of it, you know, Florida's a garbage team. Just there's no <laughs> other way to put it. They're just gar- they lost to an ACC team last week. I don't I don't get it. Like sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. But they came to Kyle Field and beat us 41 to 24. Yep. 41 to 20 bleeping four. That's two touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. It just, <sighs> and when was it that all of our hosts were just for the week going beyond Thanksgiving? Was that the was that Auburn week? The one before Thanksgiving? It had to be Auburn. Well, no, we're the one where basically our our season was determined by that point. Yeah, because at Auburn, 
if we won out from Auburn forward, we could we could have a we qualified for a bowl game because we lost to Florida. If we'd beat Florida, which would have been easier, <laughs> <laughs> or Missouri, which we didn't beat Missouri either. Or no, we didn't play Missouri. Sorry. Yeah, if we'd beat Florida, that would have been easier. But we lost to Florida, and then the week after that, we lost to Auburn. That was a super close game because it was like watching a couple of mentally challenged people slap each other with fish. <laughs> That's the best I can come up with. It was just watching two terrible, terrible that teams. That be censored. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching a... <laughs> a doorknob. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad it was. It it was bad. So, you know, the game was 13 to 10 at the end because it's just comedy of errors <laughs> on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball. Just bad. I can't remember when Wegman came in. So I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. Florida, let's see, A chain, A chain. Of course it's A chain, it's all A chain. Right. That was the problem. We, that was like our only offensive weapon all year. <laughs> yeah. So Haynes King was the quarterback for that game. The big news from that week, though, was Alabama LSU uh, and LSU beat Alabama, giving Alabama their second loss and kind of erasing their chances for going to the college football playoffs ish. We'll talk about that more <laughs> as of last week. But they're a two loss team now. So almost a three loss if we'd run any other play. But that's I'm not I'm not still bitter about that at all. Any other play. And what play was that, Pat? <laughs> Tell us. Yeah. So so I'm on the five-yard line, three-yard line, and I got one play left to get a touchdown. And you know what? I'm going to throw a short out pass to a runner who's not even in the field, who's not even in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overthrow it outside so he can't even catch the ball and try and run it back into the end zone when I could have just run the ball myself. The one thing you're good at, Hayne. King, <laughs> the one thing you're good at, running the ball by yourself, which you are good at that. I'm honestly, I'd be fine seeing you get a fullback yeah. position <laughs> as a running back. You'd be great, <laughs> but you could have run the ball there. You had one defender between you and the goal, and you could have gotten around him, <laughs> but you didn't. You threw this short stub pass. So next game against Auburn. So that's when Wegman came in. Oregon is a freshman, true freshman. So here's the deal. Here's the deal with AM. Let's break this down. So we're a five and seven team this year. Terrible, terrible record. Haven't had this bad of a record in a long time. 14 years. Yeah. Prior to the, uh, uh, what was his name? Francione years. It'd been like the 70s since we, <laughs> since we had a, a record that bad. Since, you know, before Jackie Sherrill, basically. So. Bad, bad, bad record. Probably not going to get rid of Jimbo Fisher, though, because money. Right. And money and nowhere else to go. Like, I, I don't. The only person I'd want to get would be Kirby out of Georgia. And I don't think he'll come. I don't think he'd come. Like, I don't know how. Not with the, what they're going through right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much money we could drive up to his. <laughs> <laughs> they drove a dump truck of money up to my house. I'm not made of stone. <laughs> you know. The combination of nowhere else, nobody else out there we really want to get, and the fact that we're already going to pay this guy $90 million 
let's just go forward and hope things get better. But the, the reality of the situation is we, we were playing with 22 redshirt freshmen this year. So that's 22 players who'd never seen action on the field. And then on top of that, like 15 true freshmen. So that's guys who've never even had a full year of practice at the collegiate level. So stack that up against like all the players you can have, which is like 50 something, I think, on the sidelines. And more more than half of your team has just never seen college ball. That was the biggest hamstring. You look at our our offensive line. Our offensive line was one true freshman, two red shirts, one sophomore and a junior. And the junior, of course, is not the center. Right. The center is a redshirt freshman. And that was one of our biggest problems. That was our biggest problem against South Carolina. It was our biggest problem against Auburn. It was our biggest problem probably against Florida. But I didn't watch that game because I didn't want to. (laughs) I didn't want to put myself through that. I didn't really watch much of the Auburn game either for the same flipping reason. (laughs) That's the deal. We have a very, very new team. Next year, I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm not really making excuses for Jimbo now. I think there were a lot of coaching problems, but it is a very young team. And we did literally go through three quarterbacks this year. (laughs) And again, that's more of the point. Like where was his coaching focus? Cause it doesn't seem like he had focus anywhere and like, he didn't know what to do with these kids. And that's not a really good excuse for a guy that you're paying $90 million to a guy that you're paying so much money. You can't get rid of him. Yeah. And especially for a guy who boasts about having the number one recruiting class for the year. Yeah. You're going to prop yourself up as the big man. You need to do big man things. Yep. I like Jimbo Fisher. I thought that was a great move. And I thought that the first year, I thought, you know, that was good things were going to come. But it just doesn't seem like he adapts to the pace that college football is doing right now. Yeah. And it's fast. I mean, college football is fast right now. Yep. Other big news from that week was that Vanderbilt beat Kentucky 24-21. So Vandy got their first conference win in 1,176 days. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that, folks. It's almost three years since they've won a conference game. So, And they beat Kentucky, who at one time in the season was ranked in the top 10. And unlike us, they are still ranked. (laughs) or they still were ranked at that point. And just to throw this out, because this is an interesting thing. Like I said, Florida beat us 41 to like 20. They beat, then the next weekend, they beat South Carolina 38 to six. Okay. I'm just going to hold on to that for a minute (laughs) because the next weekend, South Carolina plays Tennessee, who is ranked five in the nation at this point, because they have only been beat once. And that's by Georgia who is obviously number one with a 12 and 0, but South Carolina then beats Tennessee 63 to 38. (laughs) Got beat by Florida, Florida 38 to (laughs) six beats Tennessee 63 to 38. They ran out of fireworks in the stadium. (laughs) They shot everything they had by 50 something. Like that's like one of those situations where someone gets berated by their boss and just jumped up and down by their boss and they go home and they take it out on the other person. They're like, yeah. well, I'm not going to take it from you. Yeah. I've drawn the line here. They had Sandstorm playing on repeat starting the end of the third <laughs> quarter until midnight the next day. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that was ridiculous. And Vanderbilt beat Florida. <laughs> 31 to 24. <laughs> so they went from almost four years, three to four years between conference wins to one week, <laughs> seven days. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It was, it was good times. It really was good times. And, uh, and of course we beat university of Massachusetts 20 to three. So we did beat them. That was pretty, pretty handled. It was good. Wegman played the whole time. Still only 20. <laughs> UMass, boy, what a win, baby. I just, I got to take it. <laughs> Who did we beat this year? Uh, whoever we played the week one, which I don't even remember. Who did we play week one? Kind of been drowned out because of who we lost to the week after that. <laughs> yeah, Sam Houston. We beat Sam Houston. And we beat Miami and we beat Arkansas. <laughs> right? So all pretty bottom of the barrel there. <laughs> I wasn't counting the UMass as a win. And also Arkansas managed to beat Ole Miss 42 to 27. It's just like, what what is even going on anymore? <laughs> and all of this is only more astounding by what happens last weekend. Beating LSU. Yeah. So at this point, week 13, LSU is ranked number five because they have suffered two losses, but they did beat Alabama. They had one loss early on. It was at Florida State, I think, beat them the first week. And I can't remember who else beat them. But two losses. Coming into our game, they were looking like they there was a possibility they could be a team considered for the national championship run, the playoffs. By the time they play us this weekend, this last weekend, they're already a shoe-in for the West going to the conference championship in Atlanta, the SEC West. So they don't need to beat us to do that. I'm figuring they're just going to wipe us clean. Uh-huh. They come into Kyle Field and I'm not going to say we manhandle them, but it was a lot of fun. it was a lot of fun to watch us just slowly drive the ball down the field and score time and again and usually what happens is we slowly drive the ball down the field and then turn the ball over (laughs) when we're close to scoring and this time we just decided to score over and over again so we beat them 38 to 23 i was so excited that in my head i was just singing LSU, fuck LSU, fuck LSU, fuck LSU, yeah, LSU, LSU, LSU. I don't think that's going to come out with the beat that you're hoping for. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care because fuck LSU, you know, that felt good. After the loss from last year, it was good to beat them. It felt really good. Felt felt very joyful to uh, just slap Ryan Kelly in the face and beat LSU. So I was pretty happy about that. I was, I was elated. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the Cowboys won and then <laughs> A&M won. It was just like the best football weekend ever. The Texas, Texas didn't lose. So that would have been the icing on the cake, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a good weekend. The Browns won. And like you said, A&M won. So I mean, all yep. in all, it was a pretty good weekend. Yep. So South Carolina coming off their Tennessee win, then goes on to beat Clemson who their big rival in the ACC. And this is important because up until this point, Clemson's ranked number eight and is a one loss team going into the ACC championship. Right. So possible going to the playoffs contender. Right. Right. Also this weekend, we have other playoff contenders beating the snot out of each other. (laughs) So in the big 10, 
Michigan, Ohio State, the game. Oh, yeah. This is the part that gives me a little bit of Joe. <laughs> the game, right? Ohio State, Michigan, both of them undefeated, going in 10-0 and teams, right? One of them's got to win. This is going to be huge, right? This is going to be a super close game because they're both 10-0. and They've both played all around the Big, 12, Big Ten. The Big Ten is such a good conference, right? <laughs> it's obviously showcased that they're, they're both really good teams, right? And this is going to be a really good, really good hardcore mashup. Michigan beats them 45 to 23 <laughs> 45 ohio state goes down like a dog now they held on for the first half 21 to 17 at the half but michigan came out of that locker room and just kicked the crud <laughs> out of ohio state and, and weren't they playing in the horseshoe weren't they playing in columbus they were yes that's right they were in columbus for the beatdown. Of a lifetime. And Michigan beat them last year. And in the 14 years prior to that, they'd only beat them once. Right. 15 years prior. So Ohio State pretty much owned this rivalry, except for the last two years until now. Right. <laughs> Michigan <laughs> is now a shoe in for the playoffs, pretty much, because they're 11 and 1. They're 11 and 0. They're going to go to the Big Ten championship. But even if they lose one, they're still they're still pretty much in because Ohio State's a one loss team. And going to the uh, Big Ten championship, they're going to play Purdue, who's overall eight and four. Yeah. So pretty much figured they're going to wipe the floor with Purdue. Yeah. So over in the uh, over in the Pac twelve, the USC keeps their run on. They beat L- uh, UCLA forty eight to forty five. So they're a potential college football playoff team. They're playing the Utah Utes. So Alabama now <laughs> is ranked number six. <laughs> so for them to get in, two of three things have to happen. Number one, USC has to lose to the Utah Utes, right? Because that's who USC is playing. Because USC is an 11 and one team. They have one loss. So if they go to a two loss team, then they're in the same, same zone as Alabama. So they're in potential contention there. So, you know, you got Georgia and Michigan at the top. TCU is a 12 and 0 team. So they TCU managed to beat Baylor literally with the with the clock winding down. The kicker ran onto the field, set, hiked, kicked it and got the field goal and won the game. Like literally, <laughs> they didn't have a way to stop the clock. <laughs> so TCU is a 12 and 0. Even if TCU loses in the Big 12 championship, Alabama doesn't get a chance. If USC loses, to the Utes or Ohio State being a one-loss team. Oh yeah, okay. So Ohio State isn't playing anybody because they're not in the Big Ten championship. So they're pretty much in. So if Kansas State beats TCU and Utah beats USC, then Alabama has a chance to get in. <laughs> but otherwise, it's looking like it's Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and uh, USC. And it'll be Georgia on top of that one. You, everybody else can say whatever they want. I'm sorry. You don't go 12-0 and 0 in the SEC <laughs> and not be able to just wipe the floor with anybody else. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that out there. You can do what you want with it. Either way, football is over college-wise for A&M. Yep. No bowl game. Nope. Because we went 5-7. and seven. You got to win six games to go to a bowl game. So... No bowl game for us. And better than that, uh, now, so with Thanksgiving, we couldn't do Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving week because my girlfriend's parents were sick. We're going to do it this weekend, the weekend where 
Ohio State's not going to be in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe I can convince my girlfriend's parents that uh, they should watch the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Which they probably aren't, but but segueing into that. <laughs> yeah. So let's go from football to football, or as I like to say, <laughs> soccer. <mother. laughs> you know, the 1% of the world that calls it soccer. <laughs> hey, 300 million people, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We're the third most populous country in the world. <laughs> you know, granted, there's a billion, billion person gulf between us and, the, and number two, but still... <laughs> Third most populous. <laughs> so it's that time again uh, for the FIFA World Cup, this time in Qatar. If you don't know where that is, look at a map. <laughs> it's on the Saudi Arabian Peninsula. <laughs> a bunch of bees that are the Qatari. Interestingly enough, Texas A&M has a campus in Qatar. <laughs> well, yeah, because a lot of A&M alums are stupidly rich. <laughs> well, that and the oil. Right. We are one of the few petroleum engineering colleges left in the world, <laughs> shockingly. Cutter pulled an interesting one on the fast, uh, interesting fastball on the FIFA uh, organization. <laughs> yeah. Qatar is one of the few Muslim countries that allow alcohol to be consumed in the country and they said they were going to have in fact alcohol there specifically Budweiser beer was well, like a huge sponsor for the, the World Cup and then like no kidding two days before the very first match was supposed to kick off they're like nope we're not doing it yep no beer <laughs> and, and so now Budweiser's got these warehouses full of beer cans that are have the special labeling that was supposed to be for people who went to the World Cup just sitting in a warehouse somewhere so I'm sure you'll be seeing some of those in your store Probably soonish. Yeah. The United States is in Group B with England, Wales, and Iran. Yeah, it's not quite the uh, the death league that that last that we encountered four years ago, but right, <laughs> not, not necessarily a cakewalk either. Right. I mean, England and I thought Iran was supposed to be pretty good, but we played our first game against Wales and we were up. <laughs> One nothing going into like the final minutes of that game, and then they tied it up on us. Yeah, <laughs> and Wales should have been the easiest game that we had. Yeah, well, it's just like Puerto Rico last time we did this, you know, four or eight years ago, however long that was. It must have been eight because we watched it at your parents' house. I remember. Uh huh. We went into that game thinking we were going to lose, and we're winning through most <laughs> of that game, and then at the very in overage time, Puerto Rico comes back and gets the tie, and we're just all yep. like you know, throwing stuff at the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Just so angry. So angry. But out of the three games, that was the one I didn't watch all the way through. Now, England, however, that one I expected us to lose. I mean, that really yeah, did. Oh, yeah. it's, it's England. They got one of the most famous, you know, professional soccer leagues in all the world right now. Their players get paid hundreds of millions of dollars a year. <laughs> well, I mean, the contracts are hundreds of millions of dollars. So I thought we were going to lose that one. No, we held our own. Yep. We played it tough. We kept it even. We kept it in front of us. And there were lots of times that you just we had so many chances to score and our goalie was so composed. Our keeper was so composed and ready for anything that England threw at us. It was a good game. That was, I mean, even for a tie, I know a lot of Americans like, Oh, how can a tie be exciting? It it was because you, you know that a single goal could be your death at the end of, you know, for this kind of tournament. Yeah. It was like this game where my blood pressure was high because 
we almost just scored a goal or they almost just scored a goal or it was high because I was yelling at them to do something with the <laughs> ball. <laughs> there were definitely moments in that game where you, you saw some, some people were gun shy. You're like, no, just, just hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop waiting for the perfect setup and just shoot. <laughs> passes to the center, passes to the wing, passes back to the center, passes to the wing, <laughs> passes back to the goalie (laughs) who gives it to the center (laughs) do something with the ball (laughs) yeah that was a heck of a game and then I ran you know was the next game and I was thinking oh boy I mean I thought that this is another country that should be good at at soccer at football I I thought we were going to have a real tough time and we didn't we really didn't. We should have had at least two. I mean, the first 15 minutes of the game, we must have had five, six shots on goal. I mean, we okay, maybe that's an exaggeration. It was like three or four shots on goal that were just misses. And uh, we held the, that ball for more than 50% of this whole game. And the one goal that we did get, it was like a sheer willpower. Like the guy who, who scored it was like, no, there's no way this is not going in. And he threw his foot and his body at the goalie, got that ball in and just collided with the goalie. And uh, he ended up with a pelvic contusion is what we found out later. But he got up after about eight minutes on the ground, walked along the sideline for a little bit and then got back in the game, but they didn't substitute him Yeah, for, with the injury and all that. So we played for a man down for about three or four minutes, maybe five. They may have gotten one shot on goal and it, it really didn't matter. So us ha- had control over this game the whole time. It was really nice to see um, them try that hard and play that good. So we'll see how they how they do on Saturday. They with that win, so two ties and a win got them second place in the group out of the three games, and they're able to move on to the next round, the the knockout round. Yeah, yeah, knockout round. And we'll play um, the Netherlands. England will play Poland, and um, we'll see. Yeah, Netherlands are not a are not a bad team. They're a good team. So we'll see. You know, I'm rooting for the USA, of course, but. Netherlands are a pretty good team. <laughs> I mean, just looking at not too many teams have two wins. Portugal, Brazil from the first uh, set, uh, France and England and Netherlands. Apparently there was a controversy going into the Iran game. The U.S. Men's Soccer League. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, the, it's like a cheering section. Yeah, yeah. the organization that runs kind of the men's soccer program. Uh, showed on their social media that we were playing Iran using the flags, right? Right. And, and the, with the Iranian flag, they took out the little I symbol in the middle of it. Right. For the, like the symbol for the Republic of Iran. Yeah. You, you know, Iran said they wanted the U.S. kicked out of it for it. That's just grumbling. That's nothing. I know because um, my girlfriend's mother was was like, oh, you know, Iran tried to get us kicked out. There was it was never going to happen. Not no, no. not over anything like that. A lot of hay was made out of it. For all we know, though, I mean, we're talking about America here. Those guys probably may have just gotten lazy and just didn't want to try to stencil it and, and paint it on there. I mean, <laughs> no, no, they said they, they said they did it on purpose. It was it was as a support of freedom fighters. Yeah, the protesters yeah. in Iran right now. Yeah. You know, they did Iran did kill like, I don't know, 20 kids 
over the last couple of days. And by kids, I mean, you know, college students, high schoolers. Right. Who are protesting. So brutal crackdown in similar version of like what China is doing to their uh, protesters who are protesting the lockdowns right now. Good on the U.S. world. You know, U.S. soccer group. Yeah. <laughs> you know, screw Iran. <laughs> well, you know, and like, and it's more towards the government because like there are videos and pictures after this game where U.S. players were hugging the Iranian players, yeah. you know, like, you know, it was a tough loss. I mean, you know, showing that the only people that were terrible in Iran is the government. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else is pretty cool <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> it's just like China. Like, I don't I don't have any problem with Chinese people. It's, it's the government. It's a terrible, terrible <laughs> government. So same deal with Iran. <laughs> Don't have any problem with the people. The terrible government. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so I don't have any problem with Americans. It's the terrible government. <laughs> so it actually turned out to be a good World Cup because the last time we didn't qualify. That's just embarrassing. Yeah. No. Oh, what does it matter? I mean, cause, well, this is a sport that, like I said, 90, 95, 98% of the world plays. <laughs> yeah. Including us now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it is becoming more and more popular by by the year. It really is. Well, I, it's not shocking. I mean, we grew up playing it, right? So, you know, our parents didn't. Yeah, all of our kids always. Yeah, that's the sport kids start off with is soccer. Yeah. Then sometimes they go to baseball or football or whatever. But yeah, I have not been paying attention to the NHL or NBA at all. I pay attention to the Columbus Blue Jackets and they've had it pretty rough. They've had a lot of injuries and they've been doing just there were some games that are just bad, just bad, bad, bad. Their number one goalie has been injured for several weeks now. And so they've been hopping back and forth between two guys, um, Corpusalo and Tarasov. And neither one of them is great, but each one has been getting a lot better. So the A uh, the American Hockey League, AHL, is sort of like the minor league for the NHL. And the Jackets have their team just up the road in Cleveland. So they've been taking a lot of guys, you know, from the, the Cleveland team. They're called the Cleveland Monsters. <laughs> nice. So we've been playing uh, with a lot of young rookies. And some of them have gotten their first NHL goals. And it's been nice here and there. But for the most part, the games have been bad for a lot of them. The last couple... So this last homestand of about five or six games, they've won three or so. And then the last two games they've lost, but they were close. I mean, the other team would score twice and then we'd catch up and we just couldn't put it away. So it's getting better. It's still very early in the season. The hockey season goes all the way into April. So there's still plenty of time to for teams to uh, get things together. I saw some clips of the stars. I think they're doing okay. I would imagine they're doing pretty well. There's there's a lot of money being pumped into that team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're the top of uh, their division. Yeah, they're thirteen and six. They're they're doing real good. Jackets at the bottom. They're seventeen. They're seven and (laughs) twelve. I think prior to our last sports ball, the Astros had not yet won this World Series. So. Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers. <laughs> the Astros <laughs> won the World Series. <laughs> it went to six games or five games? Yes, it was six against the Phillies. Yep. Some interesting stuff. You know, I think last time we talked, we talked about the no-hitter. Mm-hmm. It was a four-pitcher no-hitter, but it was still a no-hitter. Right. First no-hitter in World Series in like 40 years, I think the 60s. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty big. 
Verlander, who is the one of the main name pitchers for Houston, finally got a win in the World Series. He's been to the World Series several times, but every game he's pitched for, he's lost. <laughs> or I should say <laughs> the Astros bullpen has lost because <laughs> he normally does really well for about seven, seven innings. And then they just suck it up after that. <laughs> but finally got a win. Astros bullpen looked good. I got to be honest, pretty much the entirety of the three and a half games I watched, the Astros kind of dominated it. They weren't real high scoring games. There were a lot of guys stranded on base, but the Astros, especially on defense, seemed to know what they were doing and have it real good. Well, the thing that I thought about it that was interesting, because I mean, I didn't have any skin in it uh, uh, for the two teams, but the Phillies have it was Bryce Harper on their team that they got from um, the Nationals since the first time in, I don't know, what, two, three years that they've had him, that they've made it to the World Series with him. And uh, I don't think he had that much of an impact on the series. So, again, it just goes to show you you don't need high-class talent. You don't need, like, big payroll players to win games, you know. Yep. It just they haven't really shaped up, you know, for him. I mean, Mike Trout, the Angels, I don't think we're much contenders in uh, in the playoffs. And now Dusty Baker was your manager, and I believe he was the manager for the Braves the year before. Yeah, Dusty. Yeah, that's a guy who's going to go down in history for a lot of things, and he's going to get some money coming his way for whoever wants him next. I honestly, I mean, if you look at Dusty, he's looking pretty old. I don't know how much longer, you know, it's the same kind of deal with Saban, right? I don't know how much longer Nick Saban's going to hold out. Oh, I say the same thing about Terry Francona, but every year he keeps coming back. (laughs) I mean, like baseball managers, they don't have to do much to, to, you know, stay in the game. So, (laughs) yeah, that's true. It was fun. It was good. It was exciting. I can't wait for baseball because this year football's depressing me. (laughs) It'll come around before you know it, and uh, I'm excited to say that I've gotten my girlfriend into hockey and baseball. So now we've got something year round to uh, to keep us entertained. Nice, yeah. So college football's you know over. I'm still gonna watch. Dead. I'll probably watch the SEC championship. I'll probably watch the. Uh, I'll definitely watch the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, for practically speaking, it's basically dead for me. It's still four this year. Yeah, still four. 2025 is when everything everything goes down in 2025 so far. That's such a long time. I have no idea why they waited that long. I don't know. So Texas and uh, OU moved to the SEC. USC and UCLA moved to the Big Ten. The four other teams move into the Big 12. The Pac-12 hasn't announced anybody yet replacing USC and UCLA. And then the college football playoffs goes to 12 games. All of that happens in, in the 2025 season. It was like Texas and OU tried to to move this year, I think, and it was going to be like $82 million. I remember the uh, SEC short on that. You take Bevo Bucks? <laughs> We're not locked in here with you. <laughs> You're locked in here with us. <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> well that was great that was a great parody early this season where they almost beat alabama right because that was the same week we lost to appalachian state and so they wheeled alabama into the emergency room they thought it was going to be texas <laughs> and they uncover him and it's alabama and he's like 
what? And it's like <laughs> it's so funny because if you if you have the closed captions on for SEC shorts, there's extra little stuff that happens during the pauses, and they'll put it in there. And and that one was like, or he was like, his stats are at such and such, and then in the the closed caption was. It looks like our pandering against Texas may have been may have run its course or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, and then the uh, the party one for it was uh, the what was it the the sword in the stone, and the sword in the yeah. stone, sword in the turf. <laughs> and and um, you want some cake? <laughs> Cyanide in it? No, never mind. I'm good. I'm good. That's what it was. I'm good. <laughs> Hey NM, you want some cake? Does it have cyanide in it? No? I'm good. <laughs> Just the sigh. <laughs> it's so true. And the one before that where they're like, hey NM, how are you doing? <laughs> if it wasn't the Francione years, I'd say the worst, the worst year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> What I happen to hope. Oh, she's with Auburn now. <laughs> I got despair here. She's just a ray of sunshine. <laughs> it was just so well done. Uh, so there's another SEC called SEC Roll Call, which is, uh, I can't remember who does it. He was from part of the Southern. Yeah. I posted one of his videos on Facebook just the other day about Florida. Yeah. Cause he does, it's a roll call. So you have a, the SEC runner talking to all the teams about what happened. And he's just, <laughs> he's like, all right, everybody give me your, your, uh, playoff resumes. I got to go to the playoffs and see if I can get any of you in. And it's like, all right, uh, LSU, give me your give me your resume. And it's like we made a made a bit of a mistake. And it goes to the AM player. Yeah, you ran into a mistake, all right. A ninety-three million dollars <laughs> mistake called Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> <sighs> we laugh because it hurts. That's right. <laughs> the only way to cover it up. Ah. <sighs> So I think we've run the table with sports ball. Thank you everybody for joining us. Remember we do a website, patthefatman.com as well as Facebook, Pat the Fat Man. If you'd like to support us, go to the website, click on the become a patron button or go to Patreon and search Pat and the Fat Man. Uh, Bruce, the Fat Man also has a Twitter handle now, not knowing if you actually use it for us. Okay, then. <laughs> you posted anything on the Twitter? He's posted a show. Thank you for joining us in either medium. We appreciate all of you. And I'm Pat. I'm the fat man. Stay classy. Gig em. LSU. 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 <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, why didn't you do this before? <laughs> 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 <laughs>